In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, Jesus says, do not be anxious about your life. Three times Jesus says, do not worry. And one time he even asked a question, why do you worry? Do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. And it seems like the Lord cares about this a lot. He cares about what you think and what goes on in your heart and in your mind. Well, the question is, why does he care so much about this? What does he care if we worry? Before answering this, uh, you need to understand something else first. And I want you to think back on your life. And remember all of the days that you were deeply worried about something, uh, that you were anxious and nervous about something that was about to happen or in the days coming. And remember the times that you couldn't eat and the times you couldn't sleep and that you were uneasy for days and for weeks. And then what happened? You made it through because God gave you exactly what you needed in that time. It might, might have been less than what you were used to, but it was exactly what you needed or else you would not be here right now. Now think back to the days that you were entirely unworried and carefree. And remember when you ate well and slept well and you just went about your days gladly without thinking about it. And then what happened on those days? God gave you everything you needed. You made it through. And God gave you exactly what you needed on those days too. Now, even more, consider the fact that in this congregation, this congregation is made up of people who are more anxious than the average person and less anxious than the average person. On the one hand, there are some of you who worry a lot. The smallest inconvenience or the smallest change or the smallest uh, obstacle that presents itself comes your way and then you immediately lose sleep over it. And on the other hand, some of you don't worry really at all. Even in the most dire situations that cause any normal person to panic, I've heard some of you say, I'm not worried, Pastor. God is with me and God will take care of me. Uh, And yet, both of you are here today. And both of you are fed and clothed and taken care of. That the church, every single pew right now is filled with all kinds of people all over the scale of uh, worry or anxiety and people who worry much, people who worry little. And that should tell you something that should convince you of something that worry and anxiety accomplish nothing. God provides for you whether you worry or not. Actually, he provides for you whether you pray to him or not. The truth is he provides for you whether you believe in him or not. That is the truth. Matthew chapter 5, 45, Jesus says, God makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Psalm 145 says, The eyes of all look to you, O Lord, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. So God provides daily bread for every single creature, regardless of worry, regardless of their work, regardless of faith, regardless even of their prayers. 
So when Jesus teaches us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, he is, he's teaching us to pray for something that God fully intends on giving us anyway, even without our prayers, without asking for it. And the reason he tells us to pray for this is not because prayer is the way that you receive. It's not how you receive daily bread. Prayer is how you recognize where daily bread comes from. You don't earn your daily bread. You simply recognize and acknowledge that it comes from the hand of the God who lives and takes care of you. So you don't earn things through your prayers. You simply acknowledge that God gives you these things and all creatures, whatever they need for this body and life, only out of his fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness in you whatsoever. Now, with that being said, now you can see how useless and even more worthless anxiety and worry really is. Uh, To be honest, worry isn't just useless. It actually can become harmful. And you see this temporarily, how it makes things worse. In the midst of trouble, worry only increases the trouble. Because think about it, it only aggravates whatever condition you're in. If you're in a difficult condition, worry just adds to it because it, it robs you of the little sleep and the little appetite that you do have left, that you need to face the day. It takes that away too. So anxiety ends up adding nothing to our physical or mental or spiritual well-being. Okay, so you have to keep that in mind, uh, keep, uh, understand that well. Uh, and now back to the initial question. If God is going to provide for us anyway, then what is the point of telling us to not worry? Why does he even care if we're anxious? It, if it doesn't change anything, then why doesn't he just let us worry? What, uh, why this text? Why does Jesus go out of his way, get, uh, uh, capture everyone's attention, then drop these words and say, don't worry? Why didn't he just say, look, I'm going to provide. God will provide everything you need. You either accept it or not, reject it or not. If you want to worry, go ahead and do so. And if you want to be anxious, then do that too. Knock yourself out. Just, just go on your way. He, he could have said that, right? And he didn't. And he said, rather, don't be anxious about your life. And the reason he said so is because God doesn't just want you to know God just doesn't want you to have your daily bread. He wants you to know that you will have your daily bread and that you will continue to have it every day of this short life by his grace and mercy alone until the day he calls you home. God does not want you to be tied up in anxiety and worry all the time. You see, the the reason God doesn't want you to worry about daily bread is because the only reason to worry is if you don't really and fully trust what God promised to do. You don't fully trust his words. He said he would give it, and then we doubt it. And here's the problem. When you worry about your life, it damages your confidence in God. Because if the devil can get you to worry about something as little as bread, then he can get you to worry about something much greater, namely your salvation. 
If he can shake your confidence in God and get you to doubt that he will provide what you need for this life, then he can shake your confidence in what God says about eternal life, about the forgiveness of sins. And so in opposition to this, Jesus says, don't worry, be anxious about nothing. Nothing. That includes everything. Nothing. Now, the God who rules heaven and earth gave his life for you. He bled out for you and forgives you your sins. He purchased you a lost and condemned creature, not with gold or silver, but with his holy and precious blood, with his innocent suffering and death, that you may be his own and live under his kingdom. God feeds you day in and day out. He clothes you with righteousness. He gives you everything you need to enter the kingdom of heaven. He promised it. He gave his life to make it certain and sure. And that is true. And God not only gives you everything you need for the life to come, but he gives you everything you need for this life also. Every single day of this life until your final day, until that eternal day. Okay, now with all that being said, every year when we consider this text after the service, without fail, somebody will say, I know, I know, we're not supposed to worry, but how? You didn't say how to do that. You just said, don't worry. How do we not worry? It's, it's natural. I don't even think about it. It just comes up and I'm worrying. So, okay, fair enough. I get it because I worry too. It does come naturally. And that, just, that, that doesn't mean it's okay. It just means that we're prone to doubting God. That's what it means. So, but nevertheless, Jesus gives us practical advice on how to combat this worry. And how to fight against worry. And from what I can see, he gives us three things to do in the text. And the first one is this. He says, look at the birds of the air. That's the first thing. Now, I, I can't explain it any better than Jesus does. And just, just pay attention to how he says it. He says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, don't be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? In other words, God takes care of the flowers and the birds that you and I barely notice anymore. He provides for everything that they need. So do you seriously believe that God will take care of these small, insignificant, and invaluable things but that he somehow will not take care of you. A creature that he purchased with his own blood. Jesus teaches us to sit at the feet of birds and flowers and to learn from them. Look, these helpless little sparrows trust God to provide, but you and I worry. Luther says that Jesus, uh, Luther has this quote, he says, Jesus makes the birds our schoolmasters, our teachers and our preachers, so, so that we have as many teachers and preachers as there are birds in the sky. If the birds and the flowers and all creatures of the world trust God to sustain them, then how much more should we trust him? In fact, every time we see a creature in creation, we should immediately be reminded and hear these words from Jesus when he says, don't 
be anxious. Consider the lilies of the field. Look at the birds. God takes care of you even while you're sleeping. If you're fed and clothed by your worry, if your worry actually was the thing clothing you and bringing food to your table, then all of us would have died in infancy, right? And yet when we were infants, we didn't worry. We didn't even know what it was. We weren't anxious or afraid of anything. God didn't, uh, God, and God gave you everything you needed without your work. You couldn't lift a finger. You couldn't move your head. You could barely keep your eyes open. And God provided everything you needed. And he provided things for you even before you knew how to be anxious. And he gives you far more than all your worries could ever accomplish. So that is the first thing to do to help you to stop worrying is to look at creation. Look at the birds of the air. Consider the flowers of the field. Now, the second thing he says is this. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Now, what he, he's not saying here. He's not saying, don't worry about these things. Worry about this greater thing. Don't worry about your bread. Worry about trying to get into the kingdom of heaven and then uh, live in such a way that you can earn your way to heaven. That is not what he says. He doesn't say, seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He directs you to the righteousness of the gospel that is yours in, through faith. And I'll say it plainly. When he says, seek first the kingdom of God, in plain words, it means go to church. That's what it means. It, goes, it means go to where the kingdom of God and his righteousness is preached day in and day out. Seek that first. Make that your priority. Make the gospel the thing you thirst and hunger for more than your clothing and your food and your drink. And now that you know that your anxiety is useless, why not just give it up and then instead focus on the kingdom of God? Why not focus on the word instead of your worry? Um, <clears throat> in a Gallup poll and a healthcare survey for last year, for 2020, when we had so much chaos going on, there were riots, buildings burning to the ground, fraud, lockdowns, lies, panic, and so on. Every single demographic, male, female, adults, children, black, white, upper, middle, lower class, all across the board, every single demographic reported a decline in mental health, except for one. And that was those who went to church every week through it all. That was it. They saw not just uh, no change, they actually saw an increase in mental health, which means they were less anxious and worried and afraid. And those who did not go had a greater anxiety and a fear. The way we combat our anxiety is by seeking first the kingdom of God. And the way we seek first the kingdom of God is by listening to the word. And the place we hear the word is in church. So don't put anything above it. Don't let the government or fear for your life or your own safety or health keep you away from Jesus. Seek him first, and everything else will be added. And the third thing, finally, that Jesus tells us to do is this. He says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 
In other words, what he's saying with this is just focus on today, right now. We, we, might, we have Proverbs and we have things that we'll say. We'll say something like one day at a time or uh, cross that bridge when you come to it, something like that. And that's actually wise. That's good advice. Because your anxiety and concern doesn't accomplish anything today, right? You know that. So what do you think it's going to do for tomorrow? It won't do nothing for tomorrow. A number, a number of you have talked to me about things that are going on, and, and you tell me all the things that you're worried about and all the things that could go wrong in a week or a month or a year or in a decade. And I've said something along the lines of, uh, sure, that is a chance that could happen. And there's also another chance that it won't happen. Uh, so don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. If that is not the trouble you're facing right now, don't borrow the trouble and start worrying about that yet. You have enough to take care of for today. The majority of the things you worry about don't happen. So why waste time and energy thinking about it? Now, in fact, what we should do is just pray, get done what you need to get done, and then deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. But deal with today, today. That worry is in vain. It doesn't add anything to tomorrow. It only takes away peace from today. Now, <clears throat> along these lines, even, even further, uh, I've heard people say, I don't think I'd ever have the strength to go through this or that situation. So they'll see someone else in the congregation or in the world, and they'll say, that person is going through this certain turmoil and trouble. I don't think I could ever be in that spot and survive. I, I don't think I could ever be in the spot that I lose my job or I'm uh, moving or I'm in the midst of war or in a broken marriage or facing persecution or I could ever lose my child. I don't think I could face that. The truth is right now, yeah, you're right. You can't. You don't have that strength right now. But when the day comes, you will. Because God will give you strength to face it. If he brings you to it, then he will bring you through it. Every single day has its own unique troubles, and yet every single day, God gives you a unique strength to bear them. Lamentations 3 says, It is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his mercy never comes to an end, they are new Every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. Every morning, the Lord gives you more mercy than you have troubles. He gives you more strength to bear the cross that he has laid upon your back, to carry it joyfully. And he will be your strength and he will carry you through it. Now, as I get ready to close, I have to say this. I want you all to treasure these words in your heart. Uh, maybe you're anxious about something now. Maybe you're not. Uh, whatever the case, take it to heart. Uh, read these words often if you have to. And the reason is because the world constantly wants to give you a million reasons to be afraid and worry. 24 hours a day and seven days a week, you hear bad news, something to cause you anxiety and worry. I know that our government has turned against us that the president has overstepped his bounds long ago, that even now it, they're, they're imposing increasingly more and more tyrannical mandates that damage freedom and conscience, conscience and jobs and livelihood 
I know we may be on the brink of war. I know we may uh, see our economy crash and burn. I know we may be out of a building soon and at the mercy and timing of those who could build one. I know there are a thousand things left and right that are about to go down. But God's word cuts through all of the noise and tells you here today clearly, don't be anxious and don't worry. And those words are true. So keep doing the things that God gave you to do. Concern yourself with right now, today, with your wife, with your children, with your family. I know you may say, look, I worry about me, but it's my kids I'm worried about. Don't worry about them either. Because the same God who takes care of you takes care of them, with or without you. The same God will take care of them. So work and don't worry. Look out into the world when you get anxious. See God's creation, how lovingly and graciously he takes care of it. Keep seeking first the kingdom of God. Keep coming to church and don't worry about tomorrow. Just focus on today, one day at a time. Be anxious about nothing because God loves you. He considers you more precious and valuable to him than the whole world. And he holds you to be more valuable to him than the blood in his own veins. And he loves your life more than he loved his. The same God who took on flesh and poured out his soul on the cross is the same one who created you, who knit you together in your mother's womb, who helped you when you couldn't even ask for help. And he has provided for you everything you need for this body and life day in and day out. And he does it every single day. He will be with you this day and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day until your last day when he will call you home. So don't be anxious about your life. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.